Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today we're going to be discussing a game called Manifold Garden. This is well quite early adopting for us as this only came out back in October of 2020. Developer and publisher William Cheer Studio. I'm not sure how to pronounce the name unfortunately. I always pronounce it with a hard K. I thought it was Kyer or something. Uh, no idea. At base, the game is only $20. Great price for an indie game. Overwhelmingly positive, but because it's so early, only 500 reviews. But I think you would agree with that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm one of the positive positive guys. It's also worth noting out, it's been out for a year already. It's just only been out on Steam. So it's actually just, it was a, it got an Epic exclusive. Okay. Do you know if it was the same price on Epic? It was probably... Cheaper or they give it away for free, probably. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, 20 bucks for these like kind of indie triple A's is for standard. Yeah. So for those of us that are not in an area where Epic is best served. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, you have your own personal <coughs> angst. <coughs> yeah. It's for, for another podcast. <laughs> this is a game which is heavy on puzzles, heavy on visuals. Uh, in fact, I would say that pretty much every frame of this game is an interesting zoom background, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want. And in fact, you can make it so because they have some very interesting photo functions that you can do. Is it throughout the whole game? Yeah, you can do it while you're falling. At any point, you just hit escape and then it's like, Oop, sit here and take pictures for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you could put on different filters. You can look at it from different angles. There are just so many things you could do with the pictures. Too many for me. I'm not technical enough to get into that. So thankfully, they've also got a randomized button, which is great. Because you just like click through it. Click, 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 click. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> True. As far as art style, it is in many ways very Escher-esque. You have worlds without end. So you can continue walking up the same set of stairs forever. pretty much forever. <laughs> or you could look at it as one of the old, let's say, Tom and Jerry cartoons where they're running past the same door 500 times. <laughs> That's what this is like. But it is very beautiful. The puzzles are intriguing. There is a lot of exploration, which is probably one of the best things for your version of play yeah. and one of the worst <laughs> things for my version. But it's all about gravity. Yeah, pretty much. Your world is basically a cube and you can switch to be the gravity of any one of the sides that you can see. And that leads to some very, very interesting things. I don't know if there's really much more to say other than I think we both really would recommend it. It is a beautiful game. It is worth it. You can probably get it on sale. Like that would be my guess is that the winter sale, it will come up. But would you say it's worth the $20 alone? I mean, you're doing a double playthrough. So. Yeah. Okay. So even with the single playthrough, I probably got... 10 hours out of it, on average, I think. I think it's about the same for you too, yeah? Yeah. yeah about 10. So at that, you know, it's, it's yeah, two, $2 an hour instead of one. That seems okay for a game like this. Because, like I said, if you want to go back, and you can. And I think there's either, there's a, there's a camp, I think it's going to be a, like a 50-50. People that definitely want to go back, and that's me. And then there's people that will never go back, and that's probably you. I might go back, but I might not go back to doing what you're doing. So there are two styles of play. I choose the easy way that's right in front of me. 
And, and that's what I did too. Yeah, I, the I, first I, time. Yeah, the first time. Yeah. We will talk about into the other way. I think in the spoiler section. For now, though, uh, if you have not played Manifold Garden, we highly recommend it, and probably best if you come back after you've played, because we are going to give away a lot. So with that, let's head into the spoiler section. We don't really want to talk about this one puzzle by puzzle. No, definitely not. I don't think I could even go through it in a linear fashion. (laughs) Well, and there's also, as we found, so let's get into right away the fact that there are two styles of play. One where you're going to run through and get what are known as God Cubes, which will open up things. We'll talk about that a little bit later. There is a totally different way as well, though, where you don't pick up the God Cubes at all? No, you can pick them up. You just can't set them down in the right place. So are you setting them in a different place? Well, to be honest, um, you I haven't actually seen another God Cube for the longest time now. I only picked up that first one, and you use it to get through that black door kind of thing. And once you open up that path, it's a whole new set of puzzles, that which does kind of intersect with some old parts as well. But I've never had to... I've never had to unlock another God Cube since that very first one. Okay. So the first one with all the lasers that you point in the very first level, we've got like the red, yellow, and blue lasers. You get that first God Cube, you head into the black zone, you unlock that door, and then that just takes you on this completely different path that kind of cuts through all of the other levels. And you do kind of go back to some hubs, but because you've opened up past doors on this new route, you can go in. The whole game now is about... Like, it's almost like when we played Talos Principle, where we're going into areas to sneak out objects. That's what it's become. That's pretty much, when you described it to me, that's pretty much exactly how I pictured it. Right. Except without the helpful hints that the Talos Principle gives. Right, yeah. There's nothing to help you in this. <laughs> in Talos Principle, there were the spots where they would show footprints, so you knew you could jump to that right. section. Jump here, yes. There's nothing like that here. There's this game nothing. does not hold your hand. It scaffolds the information up very well, but it does not hold your hand. I had found, I think, one of the first secret doors to do the run you're doing early on. But when I didn't figure it out right away, realized I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, thought I would come back to it later, and clearly didn't have to because of the two divergent ways to play. So I played mostly just pick up the God Cube. Now, when I'm referencing God Cube, it's more like once it's been fully formed. So you get... Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's the hypercube thing. I keep on calling it the hypercube. That's why I'm getting... Right. So the thing is, for each area, what you're trying to do is you're trying to go through all the puzzles, set up whatever lasers you need to, to open a cage over this gray cube. And that gray cube will then go into... A tree. A special tree, because there are many trees. A special tree with a sort of gray cube where the indentations the triangles and squares those are whatever color you're going to get yeah i've always looked at them as like corrupted files or something like that. they're always like shaking around and things like that yeah so you put those together and then you get that grows a new tree you're going to get the framed cube with the spinning black cube inside that has multiple colors on it and you're going to put that in a special place that's going to grow a tree and not just grow a tree but Birds will come out, whole areas will be created. You're basically putting it into a place where it's received, and then it grows into a whole new section of world. It is really beautiful when it happens. It's really wonderful. But the thing is, 
I bring that up because I want to understand your run. So are you just picking up the gray corrupted cubes? Yeah, one. That's it. Okay, that's what I thought. Because when I got lost in the first section, I went back to that little door that I... Again, I couldn't figure it out, but I did make it inside because I had the gray, as you say, corrupted cube. And so I thought that's all you'd have to go and get. But you're saying, no, you got the God cube. So now I'm like, oh... Now you've got to go and you get that. And that, that seems like a whole extra step. And it would be, I think it would be impossible to get back to that area from there, from that colorful kind of hypercube part. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure if it is. Does it lock you off? Certain parts do. Yeah. Okay. Like, so in this playthrough that I'm doing now where I'm not, I'm trying to avoid picking up or placing any god cubes. That, that's maybe a more accurate term would be placing them, not picking them up. You can pick them up. But you can't put them down in the right place. And so, yeah, some parts are gated and I've had to loop back around to an area because the door shuts behind you and you're like, oh, oh no, I'm locked in here. Can't go back. But luckily on this second run, with on, on this playthrough, a lot of the places, a lot of the doors remain open. And usually if you go through a door where it closes behind you, you're like, oh, I've made a wrong turn and I'm going in the way that the game wants me to go in. But yeah, I couldn't imagine playing this my way the first time around, you'd be so you'd be so lost, and I think you would end up just taking the regular path again anyway, because you wouldn't know what you were doing, and you wouldn't know the tricks that you that you pick up along the way uh, that the game teaches you. So it's not it's not impossible, but it would require a totally different way of thinking. And then if you went back to play it the regular way, you'd be like, "Man, this is easy." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Easier than what you're doing, perhaps, but it's not always easy. Let's talk about the regular game then. Mm-hmm. Playthrough one, my style. I see an <laughs> objective and I go for it. It starts off very, just beautifully. Like you are there. It does give you hints that pop up as far as what button to press. Right. But other than that, it doesn't really teach you anything. You were meant to figure it out. This is one of those games that I think works very well for the two of us who have played many games like it. We have played through the Portal series, we've played through Talos Principle, we've played through uh, one that I hope that we will talk about in the future, which is Gravitas, which is a uh, free-to-play game. But I just don't know how this would work for somebody who'd never played a game like this before. And would they be able to handle it? Would they be able to figure it out? I'm not sure. I mean, Well, the answer is yes and no. I've been in touch with people who have just been like, nope, I give up. And it's beautiful, but it's not for me. My brain doesn't work that way. And I can see why. But it is, when you think about it, I think at its core, it's very simple. It's push button, pick up cube, drop cube. That's pretty much the game. Um, so with, with, cause there's no, there's a couple of new things like the double sided cubes that come into play later, but it's not really, there's not like new items to use. There's, there's not like, it's not like Talos principle where you've got blockers, uh, connectors, uh, different kinds of cubes or whatever, uh, fans. It's just, it's only cubes and it never goes beyond that. Maybe the Tetris part later on, but yeah, pick up and drop cubes around the place to open doors. It's quite simple, but deceptively, deceptively difficult. How the game works at its core, what really makes it work is that it always adheres to the same rule. Whatever color cube you have will adhere to gravity when you are looking that direction. So for example, if the floor is red, I'm holding a red cube, that is going to fall down. But anything else will stay exactly where it was when I switched the gravity. 
Yeah, that's it. So if you're on the red plane and you walk along and you drop the cube on the red plane and then you switch to the green plane, the red plane sticks. So the red cube will stay exactly where it was, which leads to some very interesting things. But as far as scaffolding, yeah, you're starting off just by changing the wall so you can move around, going through a couple of what feel like hallways or tunnels, and you have to press buttons. And even the buttons are color-coded to be matching what plane you're on. Right. And then you're going to get yeah buttons that you're going to have to go. Basically, you're on the ground and you have to go on what looks like the roof to you. Mm-hmm. So you have to start thinking in three dimensions as opposed to two. And it's simple, but it works so well. I do want to say this before I go any further. I do not think I, as your friend, could ever have designed a game that was more designed for you than <laughs> this game. Because it has puzzles, it has beautiful visuals, and you can jump off things forever. I know. That's the elephant in the room, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do that very early on when you get out of the first building. First thing I did, woo! Can you die in this game? And it's like when you just when I just found out you just loop and loop and loop and fall forever with such a great feeling of gravity and great sounds that go along with it. That whoosh of air as you're going down. I was in heaven, man. <laughs> just wait till you get VR for this. Yeah, I'm I know. Sure oh, be great. oh God, don't tempt me. <laughs> but I think that they've done a genius thing with that in the fact that. As you're standing outside of that first building and you look around, you can see that all the buildings look identical. Yeah, and in you all can, directions as well. And you can see the different levels because there's a couple things that you can see that are only, say, every third level. And so you can really just visually get that impression of, oh, that's what's going on here. And I think that that is really beautifully done. And for those of us that have gone through Portal... And other games that are similar, I don't think that this is a wild leap for us. I mean, literally, you have to leap, but... (laughs) (laughs) It is a wild leap, yeah. But I think that once you see what's going on, once you can realize, oh, these are infinite loops, it's not going to take long before you go, oh, well, I can take the cube that they've just given me. Yeah. And I can jump down and just keep falling until I hit the location that I'm trying to reach. Yeah, exactly. And the good thing is you can actually move... I said smooth there. You can actually move or sprint. Smooth through the air as well. You can like you can change your velocity as, as you're falling. I didn't realize that. But I also, for the longest time, didn't realize I could run. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the early game felt very slow. Right. Like, boy, this could really use a run. Because <laughs> that button wasn't told to me. Ah, okay. Right? They told us... All the essentials, but run isn't essential. It's just um, if if you want to, you can. <laughs> and it would be helpful because the areas are huge. And sometimes they take a long time to get to. And there, there seem to be, anyway, some red herrings as far as where you can walk off to the side. Now, maybe they are important to your playthrough. But, for example, once I leapt onto that first platform, I fell onto it there's inside another whole staircase going on the inside, as well as these corner areas, which seem like they might be something, but I ran up a couple... didn't run at that point. I walked slowly (laughs) up a couple levels to see if maybe there was a hidden door in there. So on the outside, yes, I found the grayish door that you needed for your playthrough, but on the inside, I I didn't find anything, which felt 
kind of a little disappointing because really you could just run straight across the platform that goes out into the middle and jump down and it would just be much faster. But what I do like about this is that it does already start to give you the idea that you can solve things in more than one way. So you could, on this inside of the building, walk around to the other side and then just fall down onto the platform you want. Or you could go straight across. Right, yeah. And there's a lot about that with this game. As Well, let's just get into the fact that there was a point where I was stuck and I sent you a picture and we both thought it was a bug. We thought we were missing something, but we just weren't thinking very clearly. But because of that, I started over and I did a semi-speed run through the first half of the game again. So I saw some of this stuff twice and went, oh, actually, I could just fall from here rather than run the whole way around and it will actually be faster. And there were a lot of that the second time through, except for one puzzle where I don't know how I did it the first time, but the way I did it the second time was very different and took way longer. And I was like, there's no way I did it this way the first time. <laughs> That's the thing as well. It's like, even for me, by by maybe the middle point of the game, I was just seeing like there's an L-shaped corridor. Rather than just take the L around the corner, I was just like jumping straight off the side and cutting just directly across the triangle just to, well, A, to fall because it's cool, and B, it's a little bit quicker. Yeah. There are times where you have to really play the gravity against like early on very early on there is a puzzle where you have a blue tree and a red tree and a staircase that goes right up the middle of the room and you have to at least the way i did it i remember this level there's one blue cube which pretty much never happens again where it's kind of in the middle of the tree (laughs) so you have to find your way into the middle of the staircase and just go across I was trying all sorts of ways to try and fall onto the tree. Right. I was just trying the hardest way. When I finally realized, I went, oh, yeah, this is me overthinking again, which I do far too often. So, yeah, so you get these three blue cubes, but you don't even really need three. Yes, you do. For my playthrough. Oh, for your playthrough, you do. Okay. (laughs) But the thing is, I didn't even know there was a third cube there. I solved that puzzle with two cubes. You definitely can. I realized that the second time through. I'm not even using this third cube. Why did I? But I always did it. So what I did is I made a sort of staircase for the red cube to be placed on. That would make sense. That's not how I did it. I did it so backwards, man. It was tough. So I placed it on the second highest one in my second playthrough. And I went, oh, I don't actually need this third one. Okay. So how did you solve it then? I just put like, um, I think what you do is you put... um, you sandwich the blue one in between them, then you go on on top, underneath it, I guess, and then you you just clip kind of to the edge and then you boom, take it out and bring it up on top like that. I did that for later puzzles. Right. Um, but yeah, you need that blue cube to open up um, a secret door very early on in the game. Okay. But that's what I love about this game. Like, there are just so many things that we could do differently. Yeah. So uh, the one I was talking about before that I did the difficult way, there was a way where I did it. um, There's just a gap that you can't get across and there's no way to turn gravity so that it just falls. So the first time I think what I did was I just built a ledge to put it on top and you can reach over and kind of reach pretty far down to pick something up. 
which is how I'm pretty sure I did it the first time. But the second time what I did was I put it over top of the gap. And then so essentially doing the same thing, except instead of doing it where I can easily get myself across and just reach really far down, I was inching it across the gap, going back and forth, like switching to uh, the one plane, moving the platform that I've created, switching back, moving it over, but, you know, halfway. So it's it stays on top. Yeah. But yeah, so just moving them half at a time. It took way longer. <laughs> the other way was much faster. Well, I mean, that's the thing is the cubes will hover in midair as well if you change gravity. So that's also very helpful. And that's probably what you're thinking about. Is that what you're saying? Did you? Did you... Not, not that time. Ah, okay. I did use that later. I think uh, one of the hardest puzzles for me in the game was the room with two green receptors and a yellow. They were all on the same plane. I know, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I think anybody who's played the game probably will know what I'm talking about. You get one green cube, you get one yellow cube, and you get one that is both. Right. So that it will keep falling. You can easily get it to the point where you can hold the yellow cube up, and so all three will be lit and the door will open, but then you can't get through. And it took me a long time to realize the simplicity of the puzzle was just to get it so that the green cube would be floating in midair when I switch gravity so that I could move. I think that's the thing that I didn't realize for a long time is that when it has two colors, I can move it then. It goes both ways. Yeah. It go Like I knew that it went both ways, but I didn't realize, just it didn't dawn on me. Oh, well, I have a problem because it keeps falling whenever I switch gravity. But that also means that I can sandwich it up there and then take it out and replace it. Sometimes it's a bit finicky. And you not you can get it almost right. <laughs> That's a bummer when you got to go back and change everything by like two millimeters. Yeah. Like, oh, I just need one little bit. But that puzzle is one that I'm probably always going to remember when I think about this game because it was so simple, but it was deceptive. Right? It looked much harder, and I can't tell you the number of times I ran around the room thinking it's one of those cubes that's in the middle of the tree and I've just missed it and I need one more I need one more or is this the type of thing where the game has now finally gotten to a point where I have to sneak back to the previous room and somehow find a way to bring a cube from there into here wouldn't be surprised at all given what you've told me about the game that that would be possible I think it would be and I think but I think the way the game is designed is that playthrough one just going by the numbers, I don't think I ever really needed to sneak things around. But second playthrough, no god cubes, you've definitely got to do that. But I think from the first playthrough, it lets you know that this is possible. I never had to, though I did sort of accidentally once. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, let's go ahead and get into that now. So there is, well, there's a couple areas, but there's one main area with what we refer to as giant Tetris pieces, because they're not all the same shape. You have some that are L-shaped, some are kind of straightforward, one that's U-shaped with energy channels running through them. If you connect them, then it can open up doors for you to get into the different puzzle areas that you need. But boy, that's that's one part that I found really frustrating just because it was so 
big, it was hard to imagine, it was hard to see. And when you would change gravity, you would sometimes have a piece that just disappeared off yeah, the Yeah, just like off. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, how do I get that back? <laughs> that was a time where the infinite loop was a bit of an issue. It's like, oh, <laughs> I need to see that piece. And pretty much every time with these pieces, that was a bit of an issue of where did they go? What does that look like? How do I make it connect? Yeah. So the thing with this one is, this is the area where I got really stuck. And I couldn't figure out how to get the chaos cube, the gray cube, out of its cage. And you said, oh, well, you need a laser. And you said, there's a, a way to make the Tetris pieces match up. But what I did was I saw that there was an empty place for a red cube outside and I said oh well I've got that red cube let me just take it over there and see what it does and I did that and that turned on the lasers for me and so I didn't have to do whatever the proper way was with the Tetris pieces for this one well that, that would have worked for me because I I'm not a Tetris fan and uh, I didn't like this level and thankfully I've not seen it on the second playthrough well you may get to it but you may but now this time I'll just be like all right just grab the cube and boom yeah. Over I go. <laughs> You'll know how to get to the laser. Yeah. It wasn't really this one though. The, the, the you're talking about the first time you see the Tetris puzzles. That's the, that's the the first time when you open the door and you see like the giant Tetris ones. I had a problem with like the second one where you have to get the, the water to flow on top of them. It was tricky, but I there was one part where I was just like skydiving alongside one of the giant Tetris blocks, just going like I need to stop this at the right point. Was probably solving it completely wrong. Like you could probably just like knock it into something and then have it. It would be in the right place. But I was like getting it, and then I was standing on it, and then okay, now boom, jumping off of it and like clinging to the side so it stopped. Okay, it's in the right spot. Or edge it over a little bit, just going back and forward, back and forward. If you do the pieces in the right order, they will. You get the first one in place, and then the others will be stopped against it. So yeah. you just need to do it. It's a order of operations. You need to get them to fall in the right order. And once you do that, then yeah, then you just need to move the cubes around. Yeah. It's well, still tricky. Like I won't say I did it immediately, <laughs> but I think this is one of those puzzles that was very frustrating because I knew what I needed to do, but it took ages for me to actually figure out. But part of that is the Tetris pieces were so big. And then when you change direction, they would just because it's disappear. a crossroads as well, so they can fly off in any almost any direction. Yes. <laughs> and I got them in place at one point, and then I was like, all right, I'm done. And then I looked, I remember just looking back and going, oh, no, they're not far, they're not close enough to the waterfall. Not, the water's not going on top of them anymore. Oh, i got to do everything backwards and get them into place again. And there's no reset button. Yes, and there's also, in that room, you're not really in an infinite loop. So when you jump down, you're now on the ground. It's like, oh. I'm back in <laughs> limited reality where I have to walk back up the stairs again. <laughs> Man, stupid reality. <laughs> There's also the, well, let's talk about the waterfalls. Uh, the water was a very interesting mechanic. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I guess that's one thing that I should eat my words on from before. There is a, there is a, they're definitely cubes, but they're, they're, they do introduce this waterfall and that's a new, a new kind of mechanic to the game that they do introduce later on. Yeah. Um, cause you can actually rotate the cubes and then you can, they've got little arrows on them that channel the water at a 90 degree angle. And yeah, again, scaffolded very well. It's just like, first one is just like turn it around the corner 
Um, and then you can grow new trees with cubes if you water them, which is kind of interesting to get more cubes. The really interesting one was the water level with the first kind of portal that you see. And in that one, yeah, that stumped me for a while. There were, I think, yeah, I was lost. three or four blue cubes on a tree. You look through the glass and you can see this fountain that is pouring the water out. But when you walk in, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's very antechamber. And so what you have to do is you have to walk through that door, through another door, and then turn right because a new door has appeared, which actually takes you into the room. So you have to keep running back and forth to the tree to get the water, to go through these portal doors, essentially, to get to where you need it to be. Because you can't get the water to go uphill. No. <laughs> there's a stairs. There's a set of stairs. You can't make it go up. Right? Yeah, there's the one thing the game is like, you can't, I mean, you can mess with gravity, but gravity always just goes in one direction. And the water has a color which follows the plane as well. So, Which is very helpful. Yeah, because when you change the plane, then it just turns into like ice, I guess, kind of. And then you can walk on top of the water. Um, and at some points in my second playthrough, I've had to walk on the edge of that, like drop down. I know it's possible, but I didn't have to do that right. for mine, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the water is very interesting. I, I, I liked it. And go, again, one thing we haven't talked about is the sounds of this game. All the sounds are really good. I like the, I like the audio kind of experience of this game. Um, I only played it, usually I play it with my speakers on, but last night I put it on with headphones and I've missed a lot by not using headphones. Because I swear to God, I was standing in a room, which is just one of these big, empty rooms. And all of a sudden I was like, was that a car horn? There's like real life sounds in the game. Like there's car alarms, there's beeping, there's there's um, like industrial works, there's the wind, there's birds. I didn't realize that before, really. Okay, I only played with headphones, so I knew that the whole way through. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's really, I mean, even with the speakers, the sound is good, but... Getting up close to the sound, I would definitely, yeah, I missed out on not playing this with headphones before. And it's one of those as well that's very aware of where you are in the space. So the closer you are to the water, the louder the water will sound. And that's what I mean, the, the, the splashing of the water is really good. Also, I noticed last night, you know the um, you know the tube where the little ball is, where you kind of rotate it like the labyrinth maze to roll the ball through? There are a few of them. Are you talking the, the big one? Well, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's on all of them, but on one of them that I found on on another playthrough, when you walk on those, music plays to the beat of your footsteps. Yes, that's amazing. I love <laughs> I love stuff like that. Monument Valley does that very well as well, um, uh, and yeah, Manifold Garden does it too. That was another one of the puzzles that really got me for a long time. I knew what I needed to do right away. They had scaffolded it very well because you had a tiny one before. Now, here's a big, huge one. Good luck. But I couldn't get the door open because I... I, Oh, yeah, getting that cube. I didn't know where to go for the cube. This is another area where, for me, the exploration sometimes, you have to jump in. Well, I guess if you realized what color you were going for, you would have an idea of which direction you should be following. Sure. But I never did. I was always just like blindly, Yahoo! (laughs) (laughs) That was me as well. So when I got stuck, I asked Darren about... I'm stuck. I don't get it. I was somehow figured out a way to get the red cube there, defying, not defying gravity, but manipulating, like moving it when I could and up because there's a little staircase to get up to that one. So I could get it in place. Inch it up, yeah. (laughs) I could inch it up 
and it didn't work. And I went, oh, this is not a red one. <laughs> <laughs> That's another problem with the game. Have you noticed that the colors changed? At least they did for my eyes. If you look at a yellow tree from another plane, it looked orange to me. And the blue tree looks purple and the red tree looks orange. It's like if you're not on the right plane, it's slightly off color. I think it's slightly off color, but I don't think that it's... I think I always have a problem with yellow-orange. Okay. And well, so, maybe I do too then. And so with that puzzle in particular, where it's red, yellow, orange that I'm dealing with, and it was in shadow, I thought it was orange, so I was trying to find orange, but it's yellow. It is yellow, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, as far as actually moving the ball around, that was a lot of fun because it's just such a huge puzzle. But... What I would say is, with a lot of these, sometimes, because you're switching, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, and you're just blindly jumping around, as we were doing to explore, sometimes it's easy to lose track of where you are, and what you're trying to do, and what the final goal is. And this is one of those, because it's very easy to move the ball around, but then there's a panic of, wait... Am I moving it the right direction still? Luckily, there's arrows on the side of the tubes. That helps a lot. Definitely for... There's another puzzle involving that on the No God Cube playthrough that I just solved last night. It took such a long time because basically what happens is the tube goes into the wall and you can't see the ball anymore. And you have to go out of the room and go through another... Like, I mean, out of the room into it through a portal... And then it back into the room from the other side. And then you get to see the outside. So you've got to write down all the planes of the direction of what, what the ball goes through. And it's about 12 different moves at least. Maybe, maybe, maybe 15 moves. And you go back and then you realize the ball's not arriving where it should be. And so you just write, you're basically going down writing, okay, red, orange, purple, orange, blue, orange, green, like that. It was tedious, man. This, the second player, it is, it's a challenging tedium, man, because it's, there was one point, I'll, I, <laughs> I took a video of this because it's going to be, it'll be the most boring part of this video probably because it's just me placing a cube, putting a cube on top of that, changing the plane, taking that cube, putting it up there and just making stairs and it is up into the sky, man. It's a gigantic tower and it took, I, I listened to it. I watched, uh, I watched the, um, I watched last week tonight when I was doing it. That's how long it took. 30 minutes just to walk this cube up the side of a tower. But at least the show was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds a bit like when I built my giant staircase in Antigen. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far as other mechanics, uh, the only one I can think of offhand are the white barriers. So these are the kind of swirling white barriers that become solid if they have a cube in the receptor. So you can create stairs with them. There are walls that sometimes you need to stop things and sometimes you just need to move them to get out of your way. Yeah, pass through them, yeah. There is a great level here, one of my favorite levels, where the other mechanic that we've already been introduced before where you change the color, these kind of lasers that come right. across where you change the color. But it's just a simple thing with... You only have two red cubes, but you can change the color to yellow. And there's a platform and a staircase that can alternately be created by placing cubes in the right place. And it's just, it's just so simple. And it just, I, I love the fact that this is the one 
that I got the achievement thinking with portals. Oh, really? How? I didn't get that achievement here at all. How did you get that there? Is there a portal in that room? There isn't, I don't think, a portal in this room. But what you can do is manipulate the fact that you are using the infinite to help you Mm -hmm. in a way. The way I solved it is getting the red cube over to be yellow, creating the stairs. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to think. This is one of those things where in audio it doesn't quite work as well. (laughs) But it was just the simple fact that once I had the yellow one in place with the red one, I just jumped through. So it's an infinite room. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't bother going back up the way I came. I just went back through and just jumped down and went, well, I don't have to do anything special. The receptor for this cube is right here. I just pull it off the tree and drop it. And it was so simple. And that to me is what it just felt very natural. Like, oh yeah, well, I'll just do this the easy way for once. Right. (laughs) Well, that room that you're talking about is the one of the rooms where you got to walk the cube up. So you basically, you got those two red cubes, you open the door, you go through, you get a cube off the tree inside, you walk it back into this room, and then there's a, the entrance is right on the roof where you drop into this room. That's where you go to red cube, red cube, yellow cube, and make stairs that go up the, up the oh, side. Oh, this is the room where you this had to the climb. Room, yeah. Okay. And so once you get to the top, because if you notice, you might have noticed on your, on your playthrough is before you go, before you descend into this room, if you keep on going straight forward, there's a door at the end with a, a, a cube socket and you don't have any cubes. You got to go down, solve that room, get a cube, bring it back. But usually you just be like, no, it goes right here. And then you just keep continuing. And you're like, I'll get that later. Because there are a lot of doors that either you can't push a button from your side and they're locked. That's Those are doors that I'm coming through now into okay. those rooms. So if they seemed like red hangs before they weren't, they're actually just for another playthrough. playthrough. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say you probably should check your achievements. I think maybe you got it and didn't notice it. I can't imagine that you played as much as you had. Oh no, I remember where I got it. I got it in the water room with ah, okay. the with with the portals to to push the water through the different portals. That, that was exactly where I got it. Okay, so I somehow whatever I did triggered it in that room, and I went, "Oh yeah," because this <laughs> feels like a very portal room. It is simple, deceptively hard, yeah, but actually simple. And once you do it, it just—I mean, the second time I played through that part, I just ran through it and went, well this is this is fun <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> and that's the thing for a lot of the game when it comes to just the level of puzzle that part is scaffolded very well it's the exploration that sometimes gets me and you you don't know where you're going sometimes the the ultimate goal is a bit hard to figure out as well what am i trying to do right once i know that it's usually not a problem one thing that we did talk about before was that yeah like there, are, there aren't really map markers in the game, but there's there's one, and that's when you get the like the corrupted cube, and then there's like a big almost like X marks the spot, wah, 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 thing. which I missed the first time, which is why I wandered into that other room, right? The long way, not knowing how to run. <laughs> <laughs> it took a long time, but yeah, I think that that is the game would be really really hard without that. It would, yeah, it would definitely be difficult, it, especially because the mechanics. <laughs> change somewhat in the fact that you can't leave the cube anywhere once you pick it up well you can but just for like three seconds yes (laughs) which is not enough time to do anything really so you have to continually and this is one of the most frustrating things for me in the game is the fact that you have to fall and you have to fall to get into the right spot 
there were a couple of them, one in particular, where I would fall and I would clip through the platform, but the cube wouldn't. You'd leave the cube behind. So then I'd have to start that part over again. That could be very frustrating. But at least it teleports you back to the beginning. It like takes the cube, puts it back in the pedestal and puts you back there. Yes. If it didn't do that, there would have been some rage quits. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. Because I dropped that cube more than a few times. It is frustrating because it does feel like it's taking away the mechanics that we have. But it's only those six specific times when you have those six chaos cubes. Right. So I'll forgive it. Right. I mean, it's too good of a game to be obsessed with that one thing. But boy, there were just times that was so frustrating, (laughs) especially when you're trying to fall through an area where there are a whole lot of things that could snag the cube away from you. Or when you're trying to land on the platform, so you're edging up as close as you can to it, but you get too close, then it hits the side of the wall, and oh, there it goes. Okay, that's me restarting. Yeah, there was one in particular where I... There was a little staircase I needed to take, but I couldn't see it from the way I was falling, and I essentially ended up looking around at the other buildings to go okay, what what level is it on? Where is it? How do I get to it from here where I am? It's tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even one of the first levels where you're kind of taught how to fall was where you come out and it's basically a room you're on with like, it's almost like little square pyramids of stairs to infinity. There's a big gap between you and the other side and you can see the exit on the other side of the room with a button and you're just like, I can't walk there. How do I fall across there? It, it, it's That was a nice puzzle just to kind of get you into the mode of how to fall properly. But yeah, just just so there's some real weird ways to look at reality and gravity in this game. It sometimes gives you a headache. When you place a god cube, I, I can't believe you weren't listening with headphones. So <laughs> did you get to hear any of those with your headphones on? Oh yeah, well, no, I haven't, no, because I haven't played with, uh, I haven't played okay. the regular one. You see, you're missing just the sounds that come with that of the whole world being built around you, the birds escaping the cage. You often see birds near where you need them to be, and they escape from the cage. So you hear them as they're fluttering and chirping around you. It's just really, really beautiful, and you also get to see a lot of the gray chaos disappear mm. and you probably didn't get the it it's done well but at times it can be really irritating the sound of walking through like the, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a weird sucking <laughs> vacuum noise or something like yeah. that yeah and i mean I, I played with with speakers it wasn't like i was i had the music switched off but yeah like so the, the tiny details like that car that car alarm going off. I'd never heard that before. Um, but yeah, when you place that god cube and you like, you hear like the cracking of wood and like the tree growing up and the birds and yeah, that's pretty incredible. What I don't really get is like hold E to make that cube and make that kind of weird fractal design thing. I don't know why they require you to hold down a button. Let me just throw this out there. And this kind of ties into the ending. So th- there's one thing I do want to talk about just before we do that though, which is the room where you can see how far you are in the game. Oh, I was going to ask you if you found that. I found that very... I found that many times. I found, but I found it very hard to find. When I wanted to find it, because there's an, there's an achievement called Honey, I Shrunk Myself, and you need to find those to get that. 
And every time I wanted to find it, I couldn't find it. And then yesterday I found it by accident because it's, it's usually through a portal. And I found it, but because of my playthrough, I've not placed any god cubes, so I can't get the achievement. Because you have to be, basically that's a fast travel map. Is it? Yeah. You can actually go into those cubes. So the ones that you've, the ones that are not corrupted and are, that are solved, you can go through them. Oh, I didn't understand what the room was for. I was so frustrated. When you first get there, you I don't think you can do it until you solve the first one. So you can see that one and you could, I think you could even pick it up and walk around with it, but you can't really do anything with it. And I couldn't, every time after that, I was just thought that this was a status. Okay, I'm halfway. I've got three of the six cubes done. That's all I thought it was. I thought, there must be more. Yeah, there is. Okay. But for me, I wouldn't want to go back. I don't, I mean, that's the thing. I, it seems <laughs> almost very useless. <laughs> I'd be very confused as to where I was when I left the yeah, room. Where, were you, where would you be even going? Like, oh, the red cube area, like that means anything to me <laughs> on on my first playthrough, you know? You'd have to have a really good memory. Um, but yeah, so so now I want to get it, but I can't use it. Uh, and in the regular playthrough, it's available, but I really don't see the point of using it, like, other than for fun. Uh, who knows? But yeah, the first time I saw that was on the marble, the, the big marble kind of one. I, I found that room and I was very confused by it. Like, I found it over and over and I was just so frustrated because it's like, what is the one thing I haven't found in this level as I'm jumping around trying to explore? And oh, it's this room again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this room is not useful to me in my objective focus play. Yeah. Like, but the hold down, I think that a lot of what this game does, it doesn't give us a story. And honestly, I don't mind. And for the first time in a long time, neither do I. I'm quite happy that it didn't try to do that. What you get are some amazing visuals. So not only do you get the world kind of being created, but you also get this hold the button down to move on. I think that it's there so that you can actually pause and just enjoy it. So you can watch that as long as you want. I thought you would actually appreciate this because I thought you would be the type of person to sit there for five minutes and just enjoy the Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 I did. I did, for sure. But just like the, rather than, I mean, rather than, yeah. I mean, it makes sense what you're saying. Just to take a time out, everybody just relax and well, just like press X to continue, you know, um, which is what I would have preferred because I would have still have just sat there and watched it for 10 minutes anyway. Well, I think that's the thing. For you, you would already have sat there and then go, oh, now I've got to wait longer. <laughs> Whereas the rest of us, that holding down the button for 10 seconds is about as long as we've probably looked. Right. So I think that there's a part of the game saying, well, stop, slow down, just enjoy it for a minute. And I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with that. And that leads into the ending for me, which you said you were a bit surprised. Everybody said it was amazing. You weren't as excited about it. I think that the ending, it's not going to be the most astounding ending of all time. There's no story here. It was very pretty. But I think that it is the perfect ending for what this game is. When you get to the ending, you get now that you've opened all of them you get the rainbow cube. When you place that rainbow god cube, it creates a beautiful multicolor tree and a beautiful area. And it is almost like the chaos is gone. 
and that alone is beautiful. And I thought, okay, well, if that's all there is, that's all there is. I understand why Darren was a bit disappointed. But then you're actually not done because you have a whole other area of puzzles to do. And what I love about this section, this is why I think the ending for me works so well. You're running through, you're doing puzzles that are not quite as difficult for the most part, but require all of the elements that you've done before. And in some ways, kind of going backwards through them. So the things you learned mechanically later, you're going to basically progress down to where you're just to the point of pressing a button, to the point where you're just walking across this long platform in the endless void and jumping off. And when you jump off, you get a beautiful kaleidoscope of images for a long time. You're no longer in control of the camera. You're letting go. And it's beautiful. And then the colors and the shapes shrink down to eventually to a cube, which shrinks down to a square, which shrinks down to a line, which shrinks down to nothing. And I think that the idea of the game to build everything up, but then also dismantle it, to take it all away again, is just a very beautiful way to do this game. And there is no story, but there is something to that, to building up to the point where you aren't just making one tree, you're making a rainbow tree that has everything, to then immediately kind of taking it all away. You have it all, and now it's going all away. And so when you start the game again, if we say this is the story or, or the art and the message, you're always starting from the beginning again from nothing. Yeah. And there's just something very beautiful to that. And I think that this game is much more what I would refer to as art. Or when we talk about movies, we talk about movies versus film, right? Ones that are more highly respected. And I think that this is a game where if there was another title, a kind of respected title for games that in many ways could be interpreted as art, I think this would fit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, and I think that's what the whole project was started as anyway. It was basically this guy. Um, it was, it, 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 I have to put that in. So yeah, the 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 the, the guy, what's his name? David. <laughs> Is it David? <laughs> William. William. Ah, okay. So William C H Y R. Uh, yeah, it, it it it's an art project from him. It's what he wanted to do as as to turn art into a video game, and that's that's his own words. So and maybe and that's why it doesn't have a story. And I'm yeah, for the first time in ages, I'm quite happy with that. It's. This doesn't need a story because it's just, yeah, it's just a walk through and it's basically an art installation to me to have a, a wander through. But with amazing puzzles and outside of some of the clipping, it's really mechanically sound. And I would say that the puzzles are very sound and <laughs> not only have multiple ways to solve some of the puzzles, but a whole nother set of puzzles that you have found as well. So I'm very impressed with it. I hope that he wants to do something else because I would like to play another game like this again. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Gaps filled or more gaps created? 